Marvel Strike Force show. Uh, no rock god of P podcasting tonight. Uh, he is engaged, but I will join you. You know, the most active player in Marvel Strike Force history, Lots. <laughs> and I am joined by our stalwart companion, the ever faithful, the ever vigilant, Mr. Kurt. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> ever faithful, ever vigilant. <laughs> yeah. So, Kurt, what is going on this week in Strike Force? Because I have no idea. Oh, my God. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, one of the most uh, talked about things recently has been the almighty Banhammer came down on Spicy. a number of people and it appears to be lots and lots of people who bought cheap power cores uh, oh yeah yeah that's a yeah so and, and i think it really in in the form of buying like itunes and google play you know codes or cards or credits for under retail pricing so However that worked out, uh, it looks like many, 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 many of the top alliance guys got banned. Mm. So, well, yeah. so uh, I don't know that it's not, unless they've said so. I don't know that it's necessarily a problem with buying gift cards or anything like that at the deals that they offer. Because my understanding is that the services that provide them pay out full to the developer. Right. Yeah, uh, the issue being generally is chargebacks. Yeah, that's that's the elephant in the room for most mobile games. Uh, there are a number of unscrupulous profiteers out there, uh, usually outside of the states, um, folks who will charge up a lot to get the you know these uh, funds for you, and then they will charge them back, which is not okay. It will catch up to you. Right. Don't do it if it's too good to be true it's probably too good to be true yeah one of the guys in our alliance actually got hit oh really yeah yeah so what i'm hearing is that for the folks that it wasn't a serious thing but they got caught um <laughs> there's like a 48 to a 72 hour ban sure okay but for the more egregious uh, 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 shall we say users <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm hearing things like permanent bans yeah so yeah so it actually changed the landscape of raid rankings quite a bit mm -hmm. uh, so it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that, that all falls out I think we, we went uh, I don't I actually don't remember where we were raid wise from from a ranking standpoint, but we jumped into the top 100 uh, for the raid season rankings. Okay. Uh, let's see. Find me leaderboards. FTH Beyond Alpha 170 right now. So um, that so we, that's normalized a little bit, and the raid season is kind of just starting. It's only four days or three days old. So, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, it's it's been really really odd. Uh, the other thing that they that that happened this week is they finally cut back on raid credits, and I saw that. Yeah, so the the what they said was they're not taking any away, but you you can't get you can't earn any more than uh, thirty thousand. Once you hit thirty thousand, that's a cap. So I don't know. I I don't know what's going on with that. Um, we'll see yeah. how that affects everybody because I mean so we, I, we had a huge I, surplus. Right. Well, I, I read the the Reddit thread as to why this was done. Uh, the issue being because we can talk about it now that sure. it doesn't matter. You can't do it. The issue was that a lot of the top. Uh, raid teams were basically running multiple side alliances where they would just sub people in and out continuously to rack up raid credits and then you know uh, they would uh, rack them up and then sub back in with their mains and you, you know they would have the ability oh. to clear multiple raids at a time 
Uh, so it was an issue. That uh, didn't even occur to me that you could do that, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lance is talking about actual raid shop. Well, yeah, he is because I don't spend my raid credits. <laughs> it's really I've got one hundred and five thousand. Uh, but yeah, yeah. What we're talking about this thirty k nerf is on the the um, tickets. The alliance the alliance credits the tickets to to start you know to these. launch the raids. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there were a number of uh, basically my understanding is almost all the top guilds were doing it. So they were, and if you looked at the top ranking. Uh, alliances, you would see that virtually everybody that was in them had been in the alliance less than 24 hours. So, oh, jeez, yeah, okay. Basically, they were just churning through people. Um, so they nerfed that. They they fixed that, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, some folks are saying that this doesn't really necessarily solve the problem. Uh, that remains to be seen, but uh, it, it's a step in the right direction. It is, you know, Fox Next trying to address a glaring issue. Because, you know, it's you can't compete. It, it, it's hard to compete if you're playing fair when everybody else isn't playing fair, right? Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. So that, that that's an issue. I could see how that could be a... Uh, <laughs> uh, Lance goes, spend one of your three hour shows just opening raid orbs. Yeah. Uh, that, that could be a thing. Well, I did I did something about, uh, I guess, the week before DragonCon. I, I saved up all the orbs that I would have earned from all the various activities. I saved, saved them up for a week. And it came out to like 85 different orbs. It, mm. it, was, it was kind of amazing. Um, and and it would I hate it and never want to do it again, because not being able to open orbs for a whole week really didn't sit well with my. Uh... Oh, holy crap! I got some nice. Uh... All right, so yeah, it didn't sit very well with my my uh, desires to open things and get rid of red dots. So. So anyhow, yeah, so so there's that. Um, uh, let's see, since the last time, I don't remember if you guys talked about it last week, uh, Seton came back. <laughs> yeah, we did. A little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, so... I'm leaving! Yeah, I know. I, so the devil's, <laughs> the devil's advocate in me says, well, you know, he complained and... And then he saw that things got better, so they kind of addressed his concerns, so he came back. I get that. It just still doesn't feel right. Yeah. You know, it just, so whatever, uh, you know, fine, play, don't play, I don't care. I'm <laughs> Right. And never coming back. I'm back. Yep. I'm now, back. as far as I know, casino, uh, not casino, uh, uh, Kraken. I think still hasn't come back. Well, that re- <laughs> I, I I don't want to disparage someone when I don't know the answer to this, but we know that Kraken had spent a tremendous amount of money, and it begs the question: Is he one of these people that may have gotten banned? With uh, I'm not substantial. I'm not trying to start any rumors or right. anything like that, but uh, maybe he doesn't have the option to come back. Uh, well, at the time that he, so he basically said, "Look, I'm not going to spend any more money. I'm going to go casual. I'm not going to do videos anymore," um, and then stop. But he was still playing. Yeah. And then I want to say a week and a half, two weeks later, the word was that he actually quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I don't know. I mean, I didn't talk to him. It, during that time so I, I you know i don't know exactly what the deal is um but but i think that he, that that when he purportedly quit uh it was before the ban hammer came down sure so i don't know we'll, we'll you know again it doesn't really affect me a whole heck of a lot <laughs> so uh you know i'm still gonna kind of suck at arena and do okay at blitz but never be a top contender i'm okay so right in the kiwis is saying don't think he's banned didn't quit the game he's changed his name in game to ronin i believe what so that might be a thing all right um all right well i could see doing that if you were a high profile player that no longer wanted to be super scrutinized i could see changing names yeah well (laughs) there's ronin (laughs) number one in the collection power uh, yeah. So that absolutely could be him. 
<laughs> That's very, very possible. God, 169,000 for team power right there. Huh. So that raises the question. I wonder if we can do some super sleuthing off that player ID. And it, oh, right. I hadn't thought about the player ID. And, uh, and a different... That's a different alliance. Unless they changed the name of the alliance. Hmm. Right. Hmm. All right. Well, so be it. So he's number one, and find me, I am number 8,537. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, strongest alliance. Number one. And we are 94, so we've dropped a little bit. Oh, although we lost a couple of players. So, uh, well, one of them oh. due, due to the ban, and the other one just quit. Sure. So, um, that's okay. Uh, so, anyhow, so on top of all that, uh, there was also a new data mine that hit. Yeah, I saw that. So, you want to break that down for us? Sure. Uh, it, so, it looks like... Um, they they actually did a really nice job of breaking it down by timeline. So, starting on the tenth, which is a few days ago, uh, the Star Lord event uh, started, which we saw uh, today, and into tomorrow is the Guardian Ravager double drop. So get your Guardians and your Ravagers to to get those extra um, those extra stars, so you can actually maybe get Star Lord. Uh, then starting on, it looks like Saturday, likely there's going to be a campaign double energy refresh special event, but it's unsubstantiated, but apparently there's something going on that day. Uh, the 16th and the 17th, we got a hand double drop. So, you know, that same 2X, uh, shards, uh, the 18th and 19th, a shield double drop. Probably getting ready for the Nick Fury thing to come back around. Uh, not Nick Fury. Yeah, the Nick Fury thing to come back around. Uh, then the 19th, 20th is the Relic Hunt again. And that's the hand event. And then on the 21st, it looks like Groot is going to take Gamora's place on Nexus 2-9. Uh, they've talked about removing... Gamora from Nexus 2-9, and that's probably okay, because she's plenty available in the shops and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Then on the 23rd, 24th, City Hero double drops. And then, here we go again, the 20th to the 23rd, theoretically, Loki Blitz. So... It, you know they've 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 said this before, and then they pulled pulled away from it. Um, interestingly enough, though, later on in the schedule, they show another Loki Blitz, which would kind of fall in line. Oh, they, the um, the the nine twenty to nine twenty three Loki Blitz has been crossed out on the Reddit post. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, meaning, me, basically, there was some confusion. Uh, the note is both the nine twenty. Loki Blitz and the 919 hand event were not in the data files that I could see, but well, they were recently reported, so I they, left them in there. Right, they and they they yeah, they, and they do say unsubstantiated in in yeah. this list. So, but they're saying that it was they're just crossing it off at this point. Yeah. All right. So so yeah, then the 924 to 927 thing is an Iron Man legendary event, which is going to be the shield uh what you need the shield op operatives for. And then on the 25th, the Thanos raids end. And, uh, I mean, it goes into October, but we don't need to necessarily go into that. Uh, of note, uh, looks like Hand Assassin in Villains 5-6 is going to get replaced by somebody. And you know, we don't know yet. And Wasp may take Crossbones' place in Villains 4-9. Which, if you can farm Wasp, that might be interesting. Mm -hmm. And then the Fury Legendary event theoretically comes in October. So, uh, so I don't know. It'll be interesting, but there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. 
definitely no lulls, which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's assuming that this is accurate, which it generally the data mines have proven to be pretty accurate. I mean, other than a few minor changes here and there, which nobody has any control over. Fox right. next pivot on something at the last minute and you know, there's really no way to determine that that's going to happen. Yeah, it just it just shows intent. <laughs> that's yeah. that's really all it is. Intent at the time that this update came out. So. Right. So yeah, cool. Uh so uh all right. So I know you haven't played for a while. Yep. Uh so have you logged in? Nope. <laughs> just to see like how many pieces of mail that you have. Uh, well, I usually log in at least once a week. Uh, the issue I have personally had is just I'm not playing any of my mobile games lately. Uh, oh. I got back from Dragon Con. Yep. I've been focusing on other things, trying to get some other balls rolling, working on some network stuff. It's just, you know, sometimes you have a glut of time where you can juggle multiple mobile games, and other times you're like, you know, now's not a really good time. So uh, basically I took, I knew I was going to take the whole time period for dragon con off from pretty much everything i play and i mean i haven't even gone back to wow so it's not like i'm it's not like i'm dancing with another lady you right know what I mean? right right it's literally just i'm barely playing games right now uh so it's uh, just a little pokemon go here and there oh uh yeah, yeah there might be some pokemon going uh, but that's <laughs> you know the interesting thing about that is it's a you know, it's an entirely different experience because it's more of a social experience for me. I go with my friends. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we go, we hit the hit the raids and stuff like that. We hang out. Um, we do the. They've been doing a lot of events lately. They've really been amping it up. But um, I mean, we're not here to talk about that. There's an entire different show that talks about that <laughs> right. that was on earlier tonight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I just haven't been playing games very much at all. I, I've gotten a you know maybe an hour or two in here and there uh, occasionally off and on so it's not a prejudice thing per se um i will say that i am because i'm gonna th i'm gonna flip this on you in a minute i'm gonna ask you where you're at as far as you're playing and everything because you've been consistently playing so consistent that when we mocked you at dragon con you were clearing your lanes i really was and we know it. <laughs> I, I sat next to you most of the weekend and i watched you do it um but basically uh yeah like i i like that things seem to be taking a turn for the positive uh they the big thing is seeing them address bugs and stuff uh not just bugs but exploits this band wave that is exciting news um seeing them crack down on any cheating and making sure that this stays as legitimate as possible is a good thing obviously it's good for them because they want to get paid but it's good for the people who are pumping money in uh you know we talked about kraken earlier whatever his name now may be for somebody like that who has spent a tremendous amount of money on the game presumably you know legitimately uh it, it must really suck to realize that like a lot of your top competitors are subverting the system right you know how and so they're effectively cheating and not just cheating in a general sense but cheating the company of revenue cheating you as somebody who is honestly paying in uh yeah so that's a whole thing um it's good to see them cracking down on that i i agree uh the other thing that i really i really did like is they seem to be now consistently communicating Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like every Friday there's a new Reddit post, and and we've been getting uh, new emails, uh, in-game emails, uh, pretty much every Friday for the last three weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and and just I mean, there's just been a lot of communication. This issue resolved thing. Uh, I don't know what those technical difficulties are, but we got two gold orbs out of it just today. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's a stupid little thing, right? It's just a little bit of gold. But so I'm I'm used to seeing messages like that in some of the other games I play. Agreed, agreed. But we're not right. used to seeing that in this game, right? Which, <laughs> uh, which so to play devil's advocate because I've been harsh on them in the past. It seems, at least right now, that there has been a bit of a culture change internally for them. Uh, they've heard our feedback. They've heard the criticism of the community and i bet that they've allowed themselves or decided to start looking at some of their not necessarily direct competition because obviously you know a marvel game is not necessarily a direct competition with let's say a final fantasy game as an example but to look at other established games in their space and how they have handled these things how they 
compensate for issues and bugs and downtime, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's good to see them starting to adopt some of the same practices of other companies. Uh, because I mean, and I'll be honest, um, at least one of the other games that I play, they're dealing with some drama right now because they've had some recent issues. Um, well, actually, <laughs> there's been two really interesting issues. Uh, one with Final Fantasy Brave Exvius where they accidentally, there's a ticket that allows you to select a character, one of the five-star base hard-to-get characters. Um, and <laughs> this is going to sound so petty. You were able to select some of the newest characters that weren't supposed to be in the pool for another 12 hours or so. You were able to select them about 12 hours early so they removed those from everybody who did oh no caused a lot of drama because people were like dude it was 12 hours like who cares because it's i mean there's that game is not structured like this game where everything is very fiercely competitive right uh and then the other one is um world of warcraft had a bug where people were able to get Basically, the current maximum eye level gear, is my understanding, are very high eye level gear uh, from a normal activity that they weren't supposed to, and they were able to get an extra piece or two or whatever. And so, they went in on live and stripped those off of active players while they were doing stuff. So people were in raids, people were in mythic dungeons, and you can't change your equipment in those anymore. So you had like tanks just losing their breastplate and their weapon all of a sudden DPS oh. losing a weapon and insane stuff that is like and they took a lot of heat for that because it was like dude you could have at least brought servers down even if it was a quick hotfix type thing yeah i don't remember them ever doing anything like that oh that it's pretty unprecedented they've been taking a lot of flack for a number wow. of reasons they've had a lot of their new systems have kind of fallen flat and whatnot but yeah so it, that's the thing is like Companies have their ups and downs. You know, if you had asked me a couple of weeks ago what I thought about some of the other games I play, including World of Warcraft, including Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, I'd be like, oh, yeah, thumbs up. They're great. And now here we are a couple of weeks later, and I'm saying the opposite about Marvel Strike Force. And I'm saying, yeah, well, I'm not playing them right now that much, but those companies are kind of screwing up. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. You know, it's uh, there's definitely... It's a process, right? Especially yeah. with a game. But we're seeing positive momentum here. That's a good thing. Uh, this event schedule is action-packed. So so l let me lead that into talking to you. You you missed out last week because you had a, an outside thing that you had to go do. Um, so we didn't get to talk to you. We'll, we'll do two things here. We're going to talk about your playing for the last uh, two weeks because it's been that long since DragonCon show. Right. And then we'll hit you up on your a little bit of your feedback on DragonCon because I know you you probably want an opportunity to talk about that a little bit. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Old Man Logan says, uh, uh, Seedon screamed about shards and Thanos and Deadpool within seven days, 60% shards awarded and increased from 400 to 500 to 3000. Yeah. That's uh, it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's, it's good to see changes like that implemented quickly. The, one of the arguments though, is it shouldn't take that kind of screaming. Right. You know what I mean? I, it, it, you, you don't want to be in the situation where you have to complain about something every time something comes out until it gets fixed. Because then it feels like they're just testing boundaries and trying to see what they can get away with. Uh, it'd be much better if they were exceeding expectations at pretty much every turn on a fairly regular basis. That would be a much better situation. But anyways, to you. Uh, so what's the last couple of weeks been going on for you as far as what you're doing in-game and what your overall experiences have been? Uh, well, it's uh, because there's been so much going on. There's no end of things to be doing. You know, the events and Blitz and, and everything. My team right now, uh, you know, I've actually been... I think right around the time of Dragon Con, I was really getting to a point where I could start really maxing up characters. I think I think before Dragon Con, I had just Gamora maxed out. I think might have been Quake. I don't remember, but wow! Since, but since then, <laughs> I have Gamora, Quake, uh, Spider Man, Crossbones, and Wolverine, uh, and. And so that changes things a little bit. I'm finding things like I've got 732,000 gold right now, uh, and that's because I had like 1.7 million earlier today, mm -hmm. and 
and I decided, well, uh, because of what's going on, because of the the Ravager and, and Guardian event coming up, I'm gonna get Drax up to level 65, and he was at 62, something like that. So I just wanted to give him a little bit of a bump. Um, I got, uh, where is he? Was it Doctor Strange that I did? Yeah, I took Doctor Strange to tier 12. Mm-hmm. So he, he's at max tier right now. So if I wanted to like add something, character level sixty nine required, which we can't get to right now, um, which tells me tier thirteen's coming. Oh, it says that right, coming soon. Yeah. Um. So, it, it the team that uh, this main team that I'm playing with, Doctor Strange is stupid. Is stupid powerful. Um, basically when you're fighting anybody, uh, you find a black widow team and you will destroy them is basically what it is. Uh, because he takes all of the buffs and flips them. Uh, if I I happen to run across a Kingpin team and Kingpin gets his buffs out, he will bleed to death really painfully. Um, You're also super, super close to another star rank on Strange. Yeah, the problem is you can't really farm him. I mean, I can't um, because he's available in Mystic 2.9 and there's no way. And I'm not ready for that yet. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. And so so it's really um, I've been trying to kind of figure out where to go next. Um, Yondu, I'm farming, but I've only got two. You know, two two nodes to farm him on, but I but they're automatics. Um, I've been spending my uh, cores, my power cores, every day on the events. So Scarlet Witch, uh, not Scarlet Witch, Storm. Uh, Storm is the 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 latest one where I've been. You know, I was able to actually finish this storm on hard mode finally because I wasn't able to do that in the last few events mm-hmm. uh, so now I can far- just farm them this whole uh, orb thing like I can farm 24,000 orbs left out of this mm-hmm. I don't know how anybody does that like, uh, like the amount of orbs that we're allowed to farm in these hard modes no, uh, nobody comes close the only thing I can think of is like maybe if these if they like bring these events back, maybe the the they'll they'll stay. Like the count will stay. But sure. but it's weird. It's just I there's no way in hell you can get twenty four thousand in the life of the event. Maybe maybe if you spend a lot of cores and you farm this one, but really farming one means refreshing for fifty for that, but then you gotta refresh another fifty for the energy. Yeah. So, and all I've been doing is just going down the line and just, okay, well, I've got, I've got some there. I think I've got some up here somewhere. Um, and, and just go oh, right here and just go, okay, I've got 40 energy, so I'll, I'll spend that. But look, 180 uh, for three autos. And I didn't even get any in this one. So 180 times three. Is uh, math is hard. Three sixty plus one hundred eighty, uh, five forty. I mean, that's just five forty for a node that gives you ten thousand, or it gives you the ability to get ten thousand. It's just there's there's just a lot. Yeah, Lance chimed in. He said, uh, "I got low on a couple of nodes for Ant Man, but that event went a long time." Yeah, yeah. I I really think like that's probably just a ceiling for the most hardcore possible players and it's really just meant to represent that they can farm at that top level as much as they want right i would think so so the the other thing that i think you would like better now is the last two events the the storm one and the kamala khan one you pretty much were guaranteed to get the character mm mm-hmm. mhm which, That's a positive change that we were talking about. Yeah, and and it's so much more satisfying because you know you get them at fifteen. You know, you, you like a level a one star character. I don't care. I've got her up to three stars now. Probably won't get her to four, but I don't care. Kavart, what is wrong with you? Your Luke Cage is not <laughs> star leveled up. 
<laughs> it's because I don't like him enough to do that. But he's the best. <laughs> he's he's like second only to the Hulk. Yeah, I mean, I got Luke Cage like that. I've got Winter Soldier like that. I've got Jessica Jones like that. I've got Nebula like that. Even oh. the even the Punisher. Um, uh, my Thor. Look at my Thor. Two hundred thirty-seven out of one hundred thirty. <laughs> uh, Shield security, 115 out of 80. Hydra scientists, 184 out of 80. Uh, it's just so expensive. And Ronan, screw you, Ronan. 196 out of 55. Wow, you're going to talk to Kraken like that? <laughs> the the, the uh, player formerly known as Kraken? So, so the next one I will actually be starring up is this Ravager Boomer. As soon as I need five more. And then that'll open up that event for me. So I can get Star-Lord. Finally. So Lance did bring up a topic that I was actually going to ask you about before he mentioned it, but uh, so this will serve to both of you. He says, I don't want the cap to be increased. They keep moving the goalposts as I'm getting close to them. How do you feel about that? Because we do know that they delayed putting out level 70. Yes, and, and I'm happy they delayed it, but I think it's inevitable. Oh, um, sure. I mean, yeah. it's going to happen at some point. What, what, what kind of timetable would you be comfortable with? Man, it seems like they just released 65, like, what, a month ago? I think it's been a little longer. Maybe it has. Maybe it's been a couple of months. Because but, but, I was still active a lot when it, you know, playing a lot every day when it was released. So Right. So let's say it's, let's say it's two months it's ago. It's been at least two months, I think, yeah. All right. So two months ago, and then we're talking about, and they wanted to do 70 by now. Mm-hmm. That's, that seems a little crazy to me. Especially because of how much everything slows down at this this point, you know. Right, and my my fear is that when they release seventy, the cost to increase the levels of the characters is going to be nutty. Yeah, because I, it, right now it's what it's like five hundred thousand to to get to sixty five, like yeah. from sixty four to sixty five. Yeah. So I, w- I I think we would have to see a major paradigm shift in how gold is distributed, right? In order to go much higher than where we're at right now. Uh, it, I mean, and to speak to another game again, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius recently dealt with that. Uh, with the release of their seven star characters, it costs three million gold to make a seven star character in that game. So they started bringing their weekend events that allowed you to farm gold every. They come now every weekend. And they started giving, basically giving out things that you could sell for gold a lot more readily. So they basically shifted their entire economy. And it's not limited to just the top end. It's not like it's something that only the top end players can do. It, everybody benefited from it. So any new players or middling to casual players, they benefited from these changes as well. And it works great for them because it allows them to catch up. You know, it's like all of a sudden, all this, these things that you could never afford, you could afford to do. So... Right. I think that's that's a really positive thing, and I think that's something that this game could probably stand to do, especially, you know, we're... Oh, how many months are we post-global uh, launch now? God, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> uh, was it was it March? Something like that. It was er- earlier this year. Uh, yeah. It definitely wasn't before the holidays. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it, we're we're getting to a point where... I mean, honestly, I think what we're definitely approaching, we're coming up on the time period of when the the beta, the global beta was launched. Right. I'm sorry, the, the Southeast Asia and Pacific uh, beta was launched. <laughs> right, right. Uh, since all of you are Kiwis and whatnot. Right. Um, basically, yeah, like... It, we're we're coming up on basically the first year of the game for many players. So it might be time to implement a major paradigm shift like that, uh, To but also open up that top end so that it would be necessary. And it'd be interesting to see how they approach that. Because uh, I can't, you know, I mean, could you see... I, I would imagine level 70 is going to come out before the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty much a Which given. Which I think is fine. You know what I mean? But if they had kept on their original targeted pace, we'd be talking about like level 75. Before maybe. Yeah. Maybe 80 even, potentially. Which would be insane. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that. Yeah, well, and then how daunting does that look to a new player, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so, so my... So I... Again, I, I'm trying to remain cautiously optimistic about uh, 
the changes that they've had. And here's what I've noticed, and they, it may be coincidental, but I am noticing things like when I get a gold orb, I don't necessarily expect that I'm going to get three 30,000 uh, gold orbs. Or, or three thirty thousand drops. Um, I don't remember the last time I got straight up thirty thousand out of all three. Okay, and that's that's a change. I, I feel well. I'm not going to say it's a change because I don't know, but it feels like it's a change because mm-hmm. I always would expect. Okay, gold orb is going to get me ninety thousand sure. because that was the minimum, and I got the minimum a number of times. I don't remember the last time I got the minimum. Okay, uh, things like. Uh, the, like these these event orbs, the storm and and the Kamala Khan ones, I think they made a change a week and a half ago, maybe a little longer than that. Um, now when you get it, you know the minimum that you can get is five shards. Mm-hmm. I am seeing way more eight shards than I used to, and it, it almost feels like they're not maybe not necessarily an equal chance of dropping eight versus five but it feels like um it feels like they they upped the possibility of the of the eights uh the the gold things yeah uh, old man logan saying he got a million drop this morning i've gotten two million drops in the last week and then he follows up with spent in 10 minutes oh of course yeah 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 but 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 i mean that was like unheard a, of like a real lottery winner <laughs> right right <laughs> um the other thing uh kind of somewhat related is i think the offers that they've been putting out have been a, a bit better they've been uh things that you would consider mm-hmm. um now like this blue one here 14.99 now 14.99 is actually an interesting price because while while it's not really impulse, if you're like hurting for these blue materials, and really that's more for the beginner type player, fourteen ninety nine, maybe that might be a buy. Maybe it, it depends on it, how. It's, it, it's definitely something you you catch in that impulse line, right? As you check out, yeah. Uh, the gold stuff is still a little insane. Um, yeah, that's I and again I kind of really hate the orb idea for gold. Right. Like give me two million dollars two million gold for twenty nine dollars if that's what you're gonna do, or or three million or whatever. I don't know what the right price point is, but don't give me a chance. Right. Right? That's just I hate that. Um this the purple mats here, it's more expensive, it's twenty five. Uh, but again, you know, the, the, these advanced basic catalysts are kind of hard to come by. They're actually not as hard anymore because you can buy them in the store, but, um, but at one time they were pretty difficult to get. Well, and at the, the tier 11 ish, uh, tier 11, tier 12, you need so many Mm -hmm. to get them. This 20 doesn't even cut into it. Right. So, uh, Things like this are interesting. Uh, cable, 75 shards, $30. So that's a lot. But it's 75 versus... Is 75 enough to get cable? Uh, I believe it is. Um, but but I actually, for something like that, I'm not sure I would buy cable that way. I, I mean, I think I have I have them, but... Well, I, what I'm where I'm heading with this is... Thirty dollars is completely reasonable. So, if somebody really wants a character that they missed the events for, so you can get you will get cable for for seventy five, right? Because I'm working on eighty to get him up another star. The only the only thing that I raised an eyebrow at is that limit to two element. Yep. I mean, if, if somebody wants to give you thirty dollars per seventy-five shards to max out cable, I think you should let them. But it's a perceived it's a, it's a perceived value thing, right? Yeah. If you go if you go look, you can buy this, but you only can do it twice. There's that weird go weird thing where you go, uh, maybe I should just buy both of them yeah. because I won't be able to buy more. Sure. 
I don't like that logic. Right, <laughs> right, yeah, no, it's, it's faulty logic yeah. if, we're, if we're talking about this from a frugal perspective. Right. Um, and then this this offer, the super savings offer for the Blitz and Raid, I, I actually, I've bought this a couple of times. <gasps> I have. Um, and for me, it was worth it because it gave me a little bit more insurance and it gave me that extra energy if I wanted to push a little bit more. I know, $10. Um, and then another $10 one. $10 for consumables? <laughs> yeah, and, and another purple gear offer for 15 And again, the 15 number is interesting. Um, sure. And again, this is a Wasp thing, right? 30, $30. It feels like the value proposition is heading in the right direction. I don't think they're there yet. I think $30 is still too expensive. It's not necessarily a bargain, but for somebody who wants to wail out a little bit to get their favorite character, it's not unreasonable. Right, right. And, and But if this was nineteen ninety nine, You would have bought both maybe, of them already. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about Wasp. I may not have, but but it's but yeah. There, but that that is a decision point, really. Um, T mm-hmm. three material, for twenty bucks, hundred. Those go by go by pretty fast. But again, if you're really trying to push, that's not so bad. And then you know this the blue mats. I don't care about those personally. Sure. And the T two, I don't care about those. But we're looking at we've got three ten dollar offers. Which, if you got one ten dollar offer before, I, I it feels like they're at least trying is, a little I mean, bit. Yeah, I, if if you scroll through your whole bar here, I don't think there's a single fifty dollar one. No, here, right? no. Yeah, that's they're thirty dollars is the top. Whether you like the the actual contents of these deals or not, that is a positive change in the direction that we've been advocating for a long time. Right. So they've listened in that regard. They realize that they can't offer you literally nothing for like fifty, sixty dollars and expect you to pull the trigger on it. So that's right. that's positive. And honestly, like seventy-five shards for a character, if you weigh that, you know, like if you have a even reasonable job, you weigh that versus the time invested to get that many shards through the the modes that have been available in the past, that's pretty reasonable. That's only like, you know, three, four hours for the average worker at a job. You know what I mean? Compared to how much time you had to put into those events. Right. You know, you know what I mean? So even once you like once you had farmed it out and you were just autoing through the rest, uh, that's not the worst. Yeah. Maybe not maybe not the, the right pick for you or I at any given time, but somebody out there for sure. Right. Right. And, and I mean, again, it's not an automatic no. <laughs> like it like it used to be right so oh, like uh like 15 shards for somebody for like 40 bucks or whatever like i mean we've seen some really ridiculous ones exactly uh exactly. you wouldn't even get the character if you bought it for like 40 or 50 bucks i remember a couple right times. right so the so the other interesting thing is i actually tried quote unquote pushing a little bit in arena and with my current arena team i've been able to get to like 350 you know, in terms of ranking, mm-hmm. so somewhere in there, and for me, that's huge. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm certainly not pushing like top ten or anything like that. But, but uh, the the arena team that that I play ends up being pretty decent. He, he it ends up working out. Um, this whole Doctor Strange thing just kind of works, <laughs> and and. Uh, as the only me- thing I don't like about this strange is I don't like that model. Oh yeah. I want him to have the flowing robe, not that weird Not that weird that, stiff thing. Not that weird stable boy <laughs> tunic. Yeah. And then and then yeah, that oddly stiff cloak. Yep. But yeah, so I just flipped uh flipped their buffs over and now like crossbones is bleeding out. Um Yeah. It's it's gross. So uh, yeah, <laughs> Black Widow just dropped dead. Just that's she, awesome. Just bleeding. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty cool team. The Doctor Strange made all the difference in the world for me. Um, the other thing that I've been playing around with a little bit is um, is Thanos with uh, Yondu and Gamora. On either side of him, because Thanos, every time somebody dies, 
he basically distributes energy mm-hmm. to cosmic characters th- that surround him. And so he just becomes this battery, and it's crazy. I'm a little disappointed you're not calling out all of uh, Strange's incantations whenever you're using his ability. Yeah, well, okay, Winds of Watum. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it sounds like uh, basically, you know, you're you're you've made some crazy progress in game, uh, which is great. Um, you've maxed out some characters, which is an exciting threshold to hit. Yep. Uh, just in time for them to raise the cap again on you. Know? Yep. <laughs> uh, but that's to be expected at some point. Hopefully, it'll be a little slower going forward. But let's uh, let's circle back and talk about your experiences at Dragon Con because Charles and I got to talk about it a little bit last week. And this was your first Dragon Con, correct? It was. It was. And it was... Uh, so so this isn't necessarily just Strike Force related, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was interesting. Uh, you know, we got to do the podcast on Thursday night as kind of an unofficial launch type thing, and that was fun. That was, that was cool. Although it was really weird not being able to see a screen while we were doing it. Right. Um, so yeah. so that was a little awkward but but then um being on the the podcast and and doing live podcasting with the community thing that was also a little odd cuz you and I were both on that panel and uh like my experience pretty much kind of mirrored yours uh, so so there wasn't a whole lot I could add to that um but uh and 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 we'll talk about the other panel in in a minute. Um, the coolest thing for me was really, I actually didn't make a giant effort to go to a bunch of panels or things like that. I really was just very much wanting to kind of soak in the atmosphere and just um, like do a lot of people watching and whatnot. And I know I mentioned this in the house, but the the coolest thing for me was. Dragon Con was eighty to ninety thousand nerds and geeks coming together, and just being whoever they wanted to be, and nobody said Jack. It was just, it was so cool to just see people be allowed to be who they wanted to be, and it was all cool with everyone. Oh yeah, and that uh, that was really it was heartwarming for me to see that because that's not a lot that. Um, that we nerds and geeks experience uh, and it was very cool <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not very often in day-to-day life that you can walk into a hotel and just see, first of all one of the, i think we talked about this a little bit um maybe i'm breaking the panel maybe not on the show but the first thing to know about dragon con is it's a cosplay con it is like the super bowl of cosplay yep and it compared to a lot of other cons i've been to a few other cons no other con has like roughly 50% of the attendees are cosplaying at some point during the weekend. And yeah. Dragon Con is nuts in that. Like, you would feel weird walking through the hall- hallways because you were the normal dude who was not wearing a costume, and everybody around you is wearing costumes, uh, which is not a slam. It was, it was kind right. of. It was kind of funny to feel like you were the norm normie for once. It was, it was very strange, but it also made me go, well, maybe I'll figure out a costume <laughs> for next year because uh, I didn't feel I didn't feel out of place for thinking about that right oh, it was yeah. it was just like okay well what could I pull off and and uh, yeah we'll see we'll see if I if I end up going again next year and I hope I do um, I uh, I'll have to figure that out but mm-hmm. but yeah uh, so so there was so there was that and that and the the costumes range from uh, <laughs> the dude wearing the placard that said, I forgot to make a costume this year, uh, to the crazy, like, just elaborate. I, I what was the, the care, the woman who was, who was dressed in that, it was on Saturday, I think, dressed in this ginormous kind of, uh, was it Zagara? Yeah, it was Zagara. It was Zagara. I just couldn't remember the name. Yeah. But that costume was ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think she lasted very long in it, though. No, no. <laughs> I mean, you got to breathe sometime. But yeah. but holy crap, that was awesome. It was so yeah, cool. I, and that's that's the crazy thing, too, about the costumes. Is they range anywhere from like something somebody threw together over a weekend to 
you know that zagara costume that is a carefully crafted like basically professional quality costume uh she's taken it to blizzcon like phil talked to her at length and you know he's like oh are you the same person who does this at blizzcon and she's like oh yeah and he's just like my wife and i love you can i take a picture and you know it totally geeked out over it um yeah no i mean that was there is like you would walk outside of a hotel and the steps outside like there were a couple there's a couple like lobby areas at various points and it would just be swarming with incredible costumes yep and well and and the parade was ridiculous Oh yeah. I mean just the just I never actually thought I would ever see a th- giant 30 foot long 18 foot tall sand crawler going down the streets of Atlanta <laughs> with Jawas in it. Yeah. I mean just how did they get it there? <laughs> just like <laughs> or how did they assemble it? It was it was amazing. It was so cool. It was so cool. And then uh really one of the highlights for me other than meeting all the giant size team up guys um but the one of the highlights really was uh moderating that voice acting panel mm-hmm. um i had so much fun doing that and meeting some kind of legendary voice actors and and whatnot it was very very cool um and the fact that we packed the room was even better uh it was well for you <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I, I had to turn some angry folks away well i know uh, i know but you know hey i got a seat <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah no that was uh that was an, an incredible moment it was one of the highlights for me as well i was working the door for that and uh I, uh, you rocked it. I mean, and if you folks are interested in that, uh, Kurt moderated that panel. It is up on the Dragon Con podcasting track Facebook page. Uh, if you search Facebook for Dragon Con podcasting, you'll find it. Uh, just look for one of the one of the panels with Kurt with a couple of super famous people who do voice work for uh, DC and a number of other animated stuff, uh, namely. David Sobolov and Tara Strong, who were both incredible, yep. and a couple other folks as well. I, I can't always remember everybody else's name, but yeah, you did a great job uh, <laughs> steering that ship because it can get kind of rowdy and wild, especially when you have uh, celebrities who are like pretty used to grabbing the the wheel and just kind of doing their thing. Uh, but it was it was great. It was a good time, and it was informative, and it was cool to see you have that moment. Uh, it was hey, it was a lot of fun for me. And the coolest thing, like <laughs> one of the things you may notice if you watch the video, is I go to take a drink of water, and my hand is shaking <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just going, all right, I got to get through this. How are we how are we gonna do? And once we got rolling, it, I was cool. It, it it worked, but I'm going all right. Here we go, <laughs> and and it was cool and and the other people were uh kellen goff who was the guy that came with david sobolov uh heather masters who's a voiceover actress from alaska and sean wyland uh who was he's a voiceover t- type guy from i think from atlanta um yeah. so he's local i believe to the yeah time. i i had a lot of time to chat with him uh prior to the uh, panel and afterwards and he's he's just a great guy um I didn't have a whole lot of chance to chat with David or Kellen or really Tara, uh, but um, but I got my picture with Tara, so I was you happy. You got a dope photo op <laughs> yeah, taken did. by me, so if it sucks, don't tell us. No, it's okay. Only one of them sucks. <laughs> I got a good one. I got a good one out of it. So <laughs> That's why I was like, let me take a couple here. <laughs> no, that was a great idea because, yeah, a couple of them were uh, like eyes closed. <laughs> so hey nicole just actually cheered us so she gave us some bits damn bits damn bits nicole, nicole is a faithful follower of both pokemon go and this show o- always tossing us 100 bits every show we appreciate that we, uh, we, I, I, we actually had a little bit of a bit war on uh, on monday night <laughs> it was weird <laughs> I, I i'll take this moment to uh sell out a little bit and just remind folks we do have that sub button underneath if you like the show particularly if you're an amazon prime customer you have twitch prime automatically you might have to set it up but you get it for free as part of your amazon prime membership that gives you a free sub every month to your favorite streamers if that happens to be us if you like watching kurt on mondays if you like watching kurt doing his new thing going through the history of marvel games if you like this show every thursday 
smash that button it really helps us out we really appreciate it uh so let's let's wind this down a little bit we're going to wrap it up here because we don't sure. have mcfall to talk about nonsense for an extra 45 minutes like the hulk yeah so basically uh let's get back to the game a little bit here where do you see the, the overall vibe and situation for this game let's say in the in the coming new year so let's let's snapshot the time between now and let's say january 1st where do you kind of expect to, for us to end up and do you think that this this kind of about face strategically from fox next is going to have a positive impact i think it's going to have a positive impact um and i think i think we may see some people returning which will be an interesting dynamic because they, they'll have sat out a number of months just mm-hmm. to watch um and present company included <laughs> i i have a feeling you might return i don't know um so the the other interesting thing is just in terms of content i think we're just going to keep seeing these events and these storylines uh just keep coming it feels like they're they're kind of on a roll here in terms of how to roll out new content it does feel a bit like they've hit their stride uh and that i maybe that was one of the issues that we were running into before is they really needed to find their legs they needed to find the sweet spot both from a like a marketing perspective and also from a development perspective uh does thing it does seem like there's much more communication now there's much more synergy in that regard uh so that's that's giving me hope um i as like you said earlier i like to remain cautiously optimistic when i see a change like this um i much like before even though i saw this this steady decline in overall approach i was cautiously pessimistic where i was right. like i don't know that this is definitely dead but it's it's heading in that direction if something doesn't change and things have changed so right. i, I I want to stress that I am glad to see an about face in that regard, and I'm I'm hoping that they really get it together, and that come that timetable I'm talking about, come the new year, I'm hoping we see a whole new possibility of uh, of the future of this game. It would be really great to see them capstone the first year of the game with some good events and some. Uh, you know, we'd be rolling up on a on a one year anniversary sometime in the next six months or so. Uh, that would be really interesting to see how they approach it because a lot of mobile games make a big to do about it, and they tend to give away a lot of stuff right. as a big thank you for the support. Um, that also tends to be a time when people re-roll a lot in other games, but this game doesn't really benefit that at all. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it just keeps growing and it it gets some of those people back. I would like to come back, and I may just at some point. I just don't know when. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I think it, they can't miss the opportunity for the anniversary event. I mean, and granted, it might be February, March, whatever whatever the time frame is. Um, but but it, because it's such a staple in mobile games kind of like this, um, like to miss that as an opportunity, it would be a huge mistake, I think. Um but then I think I think content-wise, there's going to be some interesting things happening. Um, I think the the Fox uh, deal with Marvel is probably going to solidify a little bit more in the in the coming six months, we'll say. Yeah. And that could that could turn into a giant like I mean they've already kind of sowed the seeds for the mutants, right? But it could it could turn into a giant X Men event. Uh, you know it, it, it you know we've we've talked about this we've speculated on it a little bit in the past it could either be the best thing or the worst thing that happens to this game yep you know and it, it's a very distinct possibility it could go either way uh there's a lot of folks who feel burned by disney's approach to in-house development in the past it's right i mean that's fair because i mean uh, you, you know, I, I worked in, in the video game industry for a long time, and I saw Disney do Disney Interactive like three different times, mm-hmm. and none of them succeeded. Yeah. So they don't have a great track record. Um, with something like this, I'm a little bit more hopeful because this game appears to be profitable. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, that's I think that's a, that's a big deal. Well, 
And another thing that really benefits them is uh, one of the issues they had with Disney Interactive the last iteration, particularly when they acquired Playdom that did Avengers Alliance. One of their big issues is they needed to transition players off of social networks such as Facebook and their website into mobile gaming because smartphones weren't quite as ubiquitous as they are now. Uh, they weren't as quite as powerful, so they weren't quite ready to run you know games like they are now but pretty much if you've gotten a new phone in the last two years you probably have a phone that's good enough to to run any of the current games that are out yes that's no longer a hurdle um which means that they they can they are where the technology is supposed to be right now as opposed to fighting against the tides of being behind a generation essentially right so I, I think that there's a, and also not to mention, you know, they're, they're partnered with seismic for the back end. Uh, we don't know all the details of that, but we know that they did a lot of the, the base programming and everything. Um, they are their own studio under themselves. They seem to be doing a much better job now. I think it's safe to say that maybe Disney can look at it as not a repeat of what they've done before with Disney interactive, where they're ne- directly hands-on and they've put the big d on it but more of like no this fox next thing was a pre-existing thing it's still a thing it's doing fine we're just going to let it do its thing and we're not going to try to i think they hopefully they will have learned from prior mistakes where they right they tried to bring it into disney proper and they they over corporated it when you can't do that you know i mean right. it, too much corporate influence has been an issue in gaming for a while anyways but now is not the time to lean into that even further yeah i i wonder i really do wonder how um how they they're going to treat things a little bit differently now um because it feels like if they they're they're learning that if they let people who know what they're doing manage things things tend to work out i mean Mm -hmm. the the movie the movie industry clearly is you know the cinematic universe could have crashed and burned easily Mm -hmm. like like really it had no right to succeed except except they allowed it to be what it needed to be sure i mean that they could have disneyfied that even more and it was was lightning in a bottle and yeah and then it just kept happening well and they didn't ruin it i mean that because they could have done that too right i mean yeah it's uh it's interesting so i'm hoping that they that that can move to other areas i mean certainly in the movie industry they learned that with pixar you know uh they could have ruined the pixar thing and and pixar basically just said look we know what the hell we're doing let us do it yep and yeah you can argue things like cars three and or cars two or whatever uh but but really by and large pixar was a hit machine yeah yeah. So, and, and, and those sequels are always hit or miss, but the the initial films were always pretty. pretty oh strong. yeah. So. Yep. All right. Let's wrap this up. We'll call it a week. Uh, you can find the show here at twitch.tv slash FTH Beyond. Kurt is here every Monday doing his long, long stream. <laughs> Where he uh, he plays the game, he hangs out. Uh, Kurt, you've described it to me as just a, an awesome night to just kind of chill and hang out with the people in the in the chat and just kind of have a real nice casual time. Uh, so you can catch that on Mondays. On Wednesday, you you've started this new yeah his dive yeah his yeah. history of Marvel video games and it looks like Wednesday might be the night. Um, I did a soft launch last week. We started out with reviewing Spider-Man for the Atari 2600 and, and we get into the history of that, the developers of that, uh, the years it came out that really was the very first uh, Marvel branded video game. And uh, interestingly enough, just a fun fact, because I know nobody saw the Wednesday night thing, uh, uh, the Marvel uh, Spider-Man for the Atari 2600 game was programmed by a woman in 1982. Back then, women, women developers in the games industry were few and far between. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it, so it was very cool. Um, it's a terrible game. 
<laughs> it was horrible. It was just a really bad. I game. like how you jumped into that right after mentioning it was a woman programmer. Uh, well, yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Okay. So maybe maybe it was a poor timing on my on my part. Oh. Um, sure. you, but you just McFalled it. I oh. did McFall it. Uh, yeah. It was she. She went on to to do another uh, couple of games, but um, it wasn't. It wasn't that. Like her, the the actual the physics of the game, the swinging and and the web slinging and all that were pretty cool. But there's like no memory to deal with on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred yeah. cartridges. The fact that she made it look like Spider Man was amazing. Sure. Get that amazing, yeah. All right, so, um, uh, so while the game was not very good, the sound was even worse. Uh, oh my god and the sound was done by this dude David Lampkins and again the only he, he only did one other game and that was Frogger for the 2600 oh wow uh, and so the the Frogger for the 2600 at least they, they kept the theme song uh, for, for the Spider-Man thing they couldn't even afford a title screen wow you just get right into the game there's no title screen it's just <laughs> that's crazy yeah. so uh so anyhow, we're going to be going over a bunch of different uh, Marvel games in the future, uh, both PC and video games. Uh, one of the things that I'm looking forward to is a text-based uh, adventure game uh, called Quest Probe with blazing four-color graphics, and it's, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be amazing. Put on my wizard hat and robe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look east. I don't see an east. No, okay, fine. East. <laughs> well, that that's awesome. That's definitely something to tune in. And of course, you can find us here every Thursday night, nine thirty Eastern, uh, whatever that translates to your local precinct. Uh, we are here. It'll be some combination of myself, Kurt, and or epic boss mcfall uh, <laughs> are we saying epic but, boss now <laughs> uh well that, that was the old uh, fth handle back in the day oh okay but yeah. well, with that i'll give you the classic outro uh that's it for this week the boss has fled see you